Welcome to This Week in Location-Based Marketing with your hosts, Rob Woodbridge and Asif Khan. It is time for This Week in Location-Based Marketing. This is episode number 272. And we're recording this live. I do believe that this is Friday, February 12th, 2016. My name is Rob Woodbridge from Tether.tv, located in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. And... With me as usual, in his usual place, about to embark on some kind of warm extravaganza on some kind of boat. It is Asif Khan of the Location-Based Marketing Association in Toronto. It is cold. Yes. Uh, You know, like, it's been so warm and so mild. It's still green. There's no snow. Um, But it is darn cold. And... uh, you know, like like I feel bad for 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 you know the uh, the NBA and and the Raptors. Oh like we yeah. Got the the All Star Game is here this weekend, and all these people are coming into town, and they're gonna think like this is just a cold place all the time, and it's just like two days of cold happens to fall on you know when it's All Star Weekend in Toronto. It is All Star Weekend in Toronto. Forever Crazy. Like yeah. Well, it serves them right. Right. Yeah. Like well, I mean, February in any Canadian city is not good. I'm no, just saying any February day. But you won, like, just three days ago, it was, like, you know, plus 14 or whatever. So, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, that's because Springsteen was in town. The NBA doesn't go. matter as much as Springsteen, my friend. There you go. Yeah. Hey, I got some big news. Yep. Did you hear about this? You, you probably didn't, because I know that you're not, you don't often frequent the, the news groups or the fan sites of Bruce Springsteen. But no. he is actually, he penned a, signed a $10 million uh, signing bonus, and he has written his biography. Oh. His autobiography, written by him in wow. his early days, back with the Castiles and Steel Mill, back in the early, early, early days. He's actually got a biography coming out, and it's coming out September, late September. Um, and I cannot wait, man. Can wow, that's it? crazy. Yeah. More Bruce Springsteen news. The guy just keeps creating. He just keeps, <laughs> it creating. Just keeps coming. It just he, keeps... he said he started writing it right after the Super Bowl, uh, He did when he did the Super Bowl. So that was six years ago. So he's been writing it for a long time. Hmm. I'm so excited. I just got to wait till September. There you go. Yeah. There you go. So okay. uh, your plans for the uh, for Valentine's Day, obviously you are uh, jet setting out of here. Where are you going? I am on a cruise ship with the whole family oh um, down in the, in the, uh, in the Caribbean. Oof. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a week long uh, adventure stopping in uh, Grand Cayman, Jamaica, Haiti. So we'll, uh, yeah, we'll see what it, what's, what's going on there. And uh, I will be experiencing all that there is to experience in mobile and location on a boat. Mm. See this face? If you're yeah. not watching, if you're not seeing this face, this is, this is an un, unamused. Yeah. Face. But see, like, so here's, here's, here's the upside of this weather, right? So, like, just as it gets really cold, I, like, you know, I'm leaving. So for me, it's <laughs> good. For, for, for the NBA and the city of Toronto, not so good. How, how does this make me feel better? Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't. But you've got spring scene to look forward to. Well, you know what? The other thing, the great thing about Valentine's Day is that I'm oh, I'm so terrible at Valentine's Day. Like, there's no excuse. I'm just terrible at it, right? Except for the fact that over the last number of years, my good friend, not really my good friend, but my friend, not even my friend, the Canadian icon, the rock band Blue Rodeo and Jim Cuddy have done me a service that is unbelievable. If you don't know who G- Blue Rodeo is, listen to the end of this podcast. And that song that you hear, Where Are We Now? That is a Blue Rodeo song. Mm-hmm. Go to BlueRodeo.com. They play the Canadian Tire Center on Valentine's Day. They've done it for many years going now here. So I, I take care of Valentine's Day in October when I buy tickets. And this year, we have Front Row Dead Center. Front Row Dead Center, and, and uh, for those of you who don't like, Jim Cuddy is the lead singer, one of the singers on it. and uh, They're a great band. He's got a velvety 
soothing voice that my my wife yeah. loves. And, no, I, I I love Blue Rodeo. Yeah. I think they're they're fantastic. So that's, um, that's yeah, my, and they live now, in their Speaking of tickets, yeah. you know, I did buy some tickets this week. What, what tickets did you buy? I bought opening uh, weekend Day. tickets. Oh, nice. Yes, I, I'm taking the kids to uh, to see the Jays uh, beat up on the Boston Red Sox. That's fine. You can do that. Big Pappies last season. Yeah. But you know uh, that's great. I can't believe we're talking. We're two weeks away from uh, catchers. And I bought pitchers. two sets of tickets. I bought opening weekend and yeah. closing weekend. That's it. Yeah, Red Sox and Yankees. See, so they close the season against the Yankees. Yeah. Well, the home closer. I don't know if that's the actual. Like, yeah, fun. but that's great. That's gonna be great. Oh, yeah. Oh my god! Can you imagine they'd be battling for the last place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway. Right. Yeah, we got a great show. We got uh, ten stories, of course. Uh, five from the industry. Five from uh, the LBMA members. We got a great resource from Euclid Analytics, and of course, we got a, a roving reporter in Abriana Lopez, uh, who's interviewing uh, the uh, Moxie agency. Right. Yes. So uh, that's all in this show. And, of course, this show is brought to you by Samsung. Go to insights.samsung.com. We'll have more on Samsung next week, a little, a few resources from them as well um, as we go through this. But I uh, just want to draw attention that we love Samsung, insights.samsung.com. Shall we get this thing started this evening? We or, shall. Do you have any, like, events or stuff that you want to promote or something? Um, you know, I'll just quick mention, um, I will be, uh, the week I get back, so February 22nd, uh, there's, uh, I'll be in uh, Palm Springs, California. Oh, God. For, uh, no Etel West. For you. So I'm just staying with the warm Stop. for a little while. Staying with the warm uh, for Etel West. Big, big uh, retail conference for anybody who's in the e-commerce uh, side of retail. Um, so that's, uh, check that out February 22nd, uh, over there. Um, the same week, uh, we've got an event going on at Mobile World Congress, um, a little, uh, cocktail party meetup thing, um, that's sponsored by, uh, us digital element and the, um, uh, actually the, uh, Atlanta chamber of commerce, uh, Aubriana is organizing that, uh, along with, uh, Dan and a few other people. So uh, Dan from our New York chapter. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's kind of cool. And then um, the uh, following week, I will be in New York City for the Burrell Conference, which is uh, all about uh, news and publishing and media <laughs> and how they're looking at locations. So kind of uh, it should be an interesting thing. And then um, of course there's Retail Loco, February or March. Sorry, that is March 13th uh, at South by Southwest, and it is just. Coming together nicely. I'm really, really pumped about the speakers that we've got. We just got yesterday, um, uh, Neiman Marcus uh, Labs uh, is now uh, on board. So, uh, oh, And we've added, I don't know if I mentioned this on, on Monday or not, but we've got Lowe's now uh, as well, Ross and Purina. So like lots of, lots of cool brands um, jumping in. Um, so pretty excited. Yeah, you lost me there, Asif, when you, when you decided to stay in the warm weather. Yeah, well, you know. Yeah. It's, it is what it is. It's just, just very little sympathy at this point. In this point, as a Canadian, it takes a hearty Canadian to yeah. live in this in this country. It takes a hearty person to live in this country. But but now it's like mid February, and it is it, like it's terrible. I took my kids skiing last Sunday, and uh, and it just basically sheets of ice. Like strap on some skates and go. Yeah, down you, the but you're you're embracing the the cold. Rock. I I am, and then and then I get sick. I some of like, us flee. <laughs> I wish I could. I wish I could. Yeah. All right, well, now now let's get this thing started. Shall we get this thing okay. rolling? Yeah. All right, we do have 10, 10 great stories, a good resource, a guest, and, of course, uh, you know, you've just got the, the two of us and our banter, so let's get that mm -hmm. thing rolling. All right. And you know what? what's so great about it is that, like, we're a month away from baseball talk. Oh. I know. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh. Okay. Yeah, so we can stop at the Springsteen and onto the baseball, and I'm sure everybody loves that. All right. Our first story today starts with my main squeeze, my love, the company that I want to, uh, I don't even know, I want to sleep with, Amazon. How's that? Uh, Amazon, I think, is one of the greatest companies on the planet. It's probably undervalued tremendously. There's so many rumors about, of it floating around, like that it wants to open up stores, it wants to do some stuff. It's just it's just dominant. I love Amazon. I love it until I hate it, and uh, right now I love Amazon. Uh, certainly what we saw in the Super Bowl, the Amazon Echo made a huge impact on the Super Bowl. We talked about it last week. Uh, and now they actually, I think they announced this last summer with something called Amazon's Treasure Truck. Uh, and it never came to fruition until this month, until February of this year. Uh, they actually came to fruition, this Treasure Truck. Now, it's pretty simple. As they try to figure out how to to bridge that divide between physical and digital, the digital or the digital that we've all struggled with, and here they've decided to do it a truck. And it's really simple, is that they put out through their app uh, when the truck is going to be in your neighborhood, and they tell you a product, and that product is at a huge discount, and it will sell out almost immediately, and you buy it, and then you have to go and meet the truck on the street to get it. And the first one was a GoPro 4, and it sold out like that, the Hero 4. Uh, um, and it had sold out by noon, and then the truck just drove around, and, and I think it delivered things to the mm. people who bought it. It's pretty simple. It's yeah. a it's a it's a good example of uh, I, I'm not even sure time based um, retail opportunities or deals, and and uh, you know this is really you got to make a decision quickly because you got to catch the truck to get the product. So this is nothing new, right? I mean, like there's been guys selling stuff out of the back of a truck for a long time. <laughs> <That's right. So. laughs> I bought a TV, maybe a couple of iPhones from those guys. Yeah. 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 Now it's just got a, it's, it's just branded Amazon. Is that it, it? It's so true. I wonder how hot this stuff is. Yeah. Like, did this fall off the back of a truck and now they're selling it out of the back of the truck? Um, and it's so funny, you know, it's, maybe it's ironic or something that they're actually doing a GoPro because it's, you know, GoPro's stock is tanking their businesses in the, in, in shambles. Uh, it shows you what a commodity opportunity this was. GoPro is, is, you know, they, they've reached a saturation market. So now I, the irony, I don't think should be lost on the fact that they're selling it out of the back of a truck. That's pretty funny to see. <laughs> the treasure truck by Amazon. Uh, I don't know what that means, but it's, it's very funny. And you know what? I gotta say though, like these these stories are funny because um, they just bring up some great things. Just today, so it's Friday, February twelfth. We have a uh, a pot growing company called Tweed in uh, just outside of Ottawa here. Okay, so it's it's medical marijuana and it's also mm -hmm. for uh, general consumption, but it's medical marijuana, and it's like the talk of the town. Here's some, like they just signed Snoop Dogg as a spokesperson. And, and I think it sends the wrong message because they're going to be using Snoop Dogg, uh, uh, you know, words and the likeness on their tweed packaging, on their weed packaging. And this is a medical marijuana company. But, I, I, you know, I, I just I, we're in a weird time right now where, you know, Snoop Dogg is selling his likeness to weed companies, whereas five years ago he was being completely blasted for smoking weed. You know, I just and here we are. We have a, you know, a company called Amazon that made its. It's it's bones digitally, and now it's driving around, uh, you know, selling goods from the back of a tr of a truck from a company that is is in disrepair, and disaster. Anyways, it's just it's a, it's a weird world. I just it leave it with that. It totally is. You never know. You never know like how it's going to turn next, right? And uh, you know these and these valuations, right? These companies. I mean, I was reading this morning that Pandora might be for sale. Oh yeah, and you know Pandora might be for sale. I mean, Yahoo's going through a, a dismantling, a complete dismantling. And then uh, what I heard was dis disheartening was that we use SoundCloud to 
distribute part of yeah. our of this podcast. And uh, SoundCloud might close because SoundCloud because they, you know they have no money left. And uh, and what they're trying to do is just too ambitious. And and you know it, it's it's a bad world. And then what was that other uh, social network that we used to go to all the time? Oh, you mean that MySpace that just got acquired? Yeah, by what was that AOL that just acquired those? Time, it's time. part of Time now. Yeah. So, like, what? This world is a weird spot. Right this moment, we're in a yeah. weird spot. And the only constant for me is the fact that Bruce Springsteen at 67 is still rocking. Is there anybody? <laughs> All right. Second story, Mr. Second Cobb. story. Okay, so there's a company called Gemalto. Uh, they're one of the world's leaders in digital security. And they've launched a product called uh, Link Us. It's L-I-N-Q-U-S. Uh, it's an IoT uh, quality of service offering. And uh, basically, it, it's, a, it's a system for uh, enabling mobile operators to monitor cellular quality of service um, for any smart object. So this is IoT, you know, basically making sure that stuff's running, um, you know, at the way it should be running. Um, and so if you're getting into the Internet of Things or M2M space, you know, this is an important piece, right? We talk a lot about, you know, you know simple things like beacons and, you know, battery life and maintenance and all this other kind of stuff but you know when you when you have everything being smart and connected to the cloud and stuff is going down and failing um, you know that's a, that that's potentially a huge problem so you need to make sure you've got good QoS management good cloud uh, capability of, of monitoring stuff in real time you know it's like the old world of, of network operations management right but now it's around IOT. Um, and so Jamalto uh, is, uh, is has launched a uh, pretty cool service in this space. So again, it's called Link Us L I N Q U S from Jamalto, QoS uh, management for IoT devices and sensors. So it's kind of Jamalto is uh, is uh, cunning Link Us. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> Just... Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Speaking of that. Uh, mm. Lady Gaga is uh, is made uh, just an, an incredible impression on a whole bunch of people. We talked about her last week, obviously, as doing the uh, national anthem, the American national anthem at the Super Bowl. That uh, terrible, terrible, terrible game. Although I thought that she did a great job singing, she just looked a little weird. So now she's actually uh, moving her her focus onto the Grammys, and for some reason, she's been tapped to do a uh, uh, you know a, um, a, a bunch of songs to honor David Bowie at the Grammys. I, like I, I, just a weird like what in this world where where she gets to honor David Bowie at the Grammys. A anyway, aside from that, she's teamed up with uh, Intel. Uh, to do this thing. Uh, it's hard to describe. Um, you know, David Bowie, certainly, uh, he, he believed music as an art form, and he believed everything mm -hmm. that he did as an art form. And if you've ever seen a David Bowie concert, you would understand that everything was a show. Everything, so maybe there's similarities there with Lady Gaga. Um, yes. Just not age um, and uh, not experience. Uh, so she's doing something at, at the Grammys. And the best way to, to, to demonstrate this is to show you what the basically a preview of it is and then by the magic we're going to come back and actually i'm going to show you the performance or pieces of the performance that i can without getting a uh, takedown notice so here right now is what they're calling a preview this is intel um in collaboration with uh with with lady gaga to show you somehow a new creative way to honor david bowie so this is their preview take a look at this but rather than me have you tell me tell you I thought we'd leave it to her to tell you about the work we've done together.
I have the potential to imagine the unimaginable. Think the unthinkable. See the unseeable. With the arsenal of the world's leading technology at my fingertips, I now have the ability to invent the uninventable. Rebranding into its future, Intel has enlisted House of Gaga to collaborate on a project that will showcase technology through creativity at the highest level. Our partnership will culminate in a performance that inspires to remind the world of the seed of innovation, the wizard behind the curtain, the mind behind the machine. Intel. Gaga. All right, so that, that's what the preview was like. And she says in this press release that they put out, she says that Gaga explains that with, with the, this is a quote from her, with the arsenal of the world's leading technology at my, finger, at my fingertips, I now have the ability to invent the uninventable. Uh, and she says that it will culminate in a performance that inspires to remind the world of the seed of innovation, the wizard behind the curtain, the mind behind the machine. So this will happen on the 15th at, at the Grammys. And now in a second, I'm going to show you a por portion of that. But uh, if I just want to pull you in here to get your opinion about this, is that this sounds like a crappy marketing initiative by Intel to exploit the fact that David Bowie has died. And this is the way that they're going to honor it, by advertising for Intel. I'm, I'm actually affronted by this completely. This is a materialistic preach. And I say this before even seeing it. So I might change my tune on the flip side, but I, I don't like this kind of crap. Is that if you're going to honor somebody like David Bowie, do it well, don't do this. That's my opinion. Yeah. I don't know what your thoughts are on this. Yeah, like for me, it's, um, I mean, I like that they're honoring David Bowie. I like that they're yes. using, you know, uh, neat technology to do that. I don't think it's about the branding and the technology, I think it's about, you know, honoring David Bowie um, is what it should be anyways. Yes. And so, you know, I don't care whether it's Intel or anybody else, like the technology should just be in the background. Um, you know, like everything else, it's about, you know, creating an experience. Um, and, you know, the fact that who, who powers it, who cares? Um, <laughs> exactly. you, know, like, you, you know, like, so, so that, that's kind of my view of it. Um, well, it's interesting because, you know, they, they've done holograms at the Grammy. They've yeah. done duets with dead parents at the Grammy. You know, they've, they've actually had the Rolling Stones at the yeah, Grammy. I mean, I think right? from Intel's point of view, you can go around after the fact and sell this as, as a study and, and, and show it to other people that you might be trying to get as clients. Um, that's fine. But I don't think we need to, like, brand the Grammys with Intel. No, I agree. So, so. What, what's great about this is that we're recording this a little bit ahead of time. So we have no idea what this is going to look like. So right now, uh, through the magic of editing, I'm going to actually play a little bit of what it was like. And, and uh, you know, you guys can have your opinion about it. You've probably seen it if you're watching, if you watch the Grammys. But if not, check it out online. And then we'd love to hear what you think. Is this, is this a, just a land grab for advertising? Is this just uh, Intel being opportunistic with, with the commercial entity that is Lady Gaga? Um, and uh, or was this done very well? And I think that you know you guys are going to be the judge of that. So here, by the power of editing, is Lady Gaga and powered by Intel for this unique experience um, at the Grammy Grammys on the, on the fifteenth. So take a look at this. <laughs> Thank you. 
So there you go. I don't know what it looked like. Asif's been on a boat for three days now. He doesn't know what it looks like. So uh, just check it out and let us know. Rob at untether.tv or Asif at the LBMA.com. All right. Cool. All right. Story number four. Now, uh, you have a car. I have a car. Uh, you know, I'm, um, you know, I've got a nice little remote. Uh, I can click on the button. My car unlocks. I can open the trunk. I can do, you know, it works. Like stuff's good. <laughs> Um, and, um, you know, it's, it's, it's keyless. I have a pretty new car, so it, it, you know, like you don't need to stick the key in the ignition. It's, you know, you push a button and it starts as long as the key is in proximity. Um, so, so for some reason, uh, the folks at, uh, Keyduino, uh, you know, this is a play on, uh, on Arduino, uh, the, the Arduino, Arduino technology have decided that that's too complicated to press a button. Uh, to open your car, and instead, using the magic of near-field communications, we should fist bump our cars to open them. Yes, fist. You heard me. Fist bump your car what? to to open it. Uh, in Canada, this. in Canada, I might shatter something. Yeah. So, so they basically hacked. Uh, you know, created a hack around you know your car <laughs> system. Um, it relays information to the dashboard key control uh, and using an NFC scanner, which you have to place in the window of the car. By the way, um, you know, so, so there's, there's no complication to this whatsoever. Like, you know, now you can actually open your car, unlock it by fist bumping. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just. You know, somebody's got too much time on their hands uh, and, you know, creating problems where problems don't exist, um, you know, to, you know, I, I don't get it. I mean, yes, it's it's neat to play around with Arduino and create all these hacks and, and whatnot. I encourage people to do that. But this is not a good use of, of that uh, that technology, in my opinion. Uh, but if you'd like to take a look at this and you feel like, you know, getting into your car is too complicated, take a look at Keyduino. Uh, it's K-E-Y-D-U-I-N-O uh, to fist bump your car uh, to unlock it. <laughs> Is this Jersey Shore? <laughs> oh. Maybe. Maybe. Oh, no, that's the fist pump. That'll come later. Yeah. Not the fist bump. But uh, as I said, in Canada, like I, I could actually shatter my window if I fist bump too hard. Fist, you know, boom. Crazy. Yeah. Just crazy. Well, you know, too much time, too much effort, but something's going to stick. Like, I don't know how you make money off of that, unless you're into stealing cars. Maybe that's what it is. Hey. Mm. All right. Well, our last story here of our big uh, story of the uh, events or news of the week, if I could just speak a little bit. I'm under the influence of cold medication. It's been a terrible week. So bear with me. Um, 
this is uh, another interesting thing. So I used to have animals, but the problem with animals is they grow old and then they die. Yeah. Right? That's you got to feed them. You got to feed them. I mean, you know, we've taken, the, you know, take them to the vet. You got to make sure that they're healthy. And then, you know what? They up and die. Um, and uh, it's, it's no good. It's no good at all, Mike. And I had a cat and a dog. And both of them were chipped. So these are what we're talking about here is a microchip. So they put them in the ears. And they, it's basically, um, there's a little sensor in the ear. And, and it helps identify them when they're picked up by the pound. Or, or you know, when you when you lose your animal. This is, And it's also a good way for governments to make money. For local governments to make money. Because it costs money and you have to license it. And then every year they know if you're licensed or not. And, the, and they tag you and all that kind of stuff. So... This is the chip issue. Now, in the UK, it's about to be absolutely a mandatory requirement. And I think that happens sometime in the early summer. Uh, in uh, England, Wales, and Scotland, you will need to, by April 6th, have all of your animals microchipped, or you risk a 500-pound fine. Man, not in, that's, that's not insignificant. That is steep. If you're paying in Canadian dollars, don't take your Canadian pets <laughs> over there. Um, yes. So... In order to draw attention to this, there is a tiny little uh, cafe called Bubble Dogs. It's probably not tiny, but it's probably not well known. If you go to bubbledogs.co.uk, it is a champagne and hot dog restaurant. I said that correctly. Champagne and hot dog restaurant. Now, they've been rented out by a a micro-chippy. Uh, it's a, it, uh, this is going to be a restaurant called Microchippy and the company that's doing it is Dogs Trust and Dogs Trust will help you actually microchip your dog. So Dogs Trust is launching something called Microchippy in this company called, in this restaurant called Bubble Dogs and it is a cafe on the 13th and 14th of February, which will have passed by the time you, you have listened to this, but, and you will have missed it. And if anybody has gone to this, please let us know in the UK where you can go for dinner with your pooch, a romantic valentine's day dinner with your pooch that is what it's for i without a word of a lie that is what it is for so do you and the dog eat like have hot dogs is that... i think i think you know the, the dogs have their own diet or food okay. but it's dog friendly so you sit at the table with with your yeah. dog and you get to have hot dogs and champagne which okay. is just a weird thing interesting I mean, combination but what, why <clears throat> why would you have a hot dog like i get it now, you, so so here here's here's my 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 uh kind of response to that rob like yeah. so i'm reading this week about this rise in at least in north america of the gourmet hot dog oh god uh, really yeah. yeah 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 it's like there's all these high-end gourmet hot dog places it's one of the fastest growing food segments uh you're pulling my leg no and, and to the point and the reason this came up in the news this week is burger king has seen this yeah. and announced that they are adding hot dogs to their menu no 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 see if they're adding dog to the menu not hot dogs <laughs> <laughs> yeah no but i'm serious like they're adding hot dogs to their menu across the us um and and it's 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 to respond to this trend that you know like the gourmet hot dog is 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 a big uh, thing right now well, Harvey's has always had. I don't know if they have Harvey's in the states, do they? No, they don't. But Harvey's up in Canada. It's a. It's like a grill burger grill place, yeah. a fast food. They've always had hot dogs. Yeah, and they're good. Yeah, but so bad for you. Yeah. So this is why they're doing it. This is why the, the, these instead of hamburger places, we're going to start to see pop up just uh, like all hot dog places, gourmet yeah. dogs. Absolutely. Oh my God, I'm not ready for this. I'm not ready for this. <laughs> You're going to have to start eating crappy food. I, I told you that at the yeah. beginning of the show, right? It's the reason I'm, I get sick all That's the time. That's why you're getting sick. You've got to eat some crappy food. Well, you can't, can't just eat all this healthy stuff all the time. I, I, exactly. It just doesn't... You know, there is no way that I, my body can withstand the germs if all I'm eating is lettuce, right? 
Right. Lettuce and celery. There's just nothing. There's nothing. Yeah. Uh, so the whole, I didn't know that there was this, this gourmet hot dog thing going on, but, uh, but here's now a chance where you can test out your hot dog with your dog. And, uh, and the one thing that's lost on me is, is that you're going, they're going through this entire effort in order to draw attention to the fact that you need chips. Why don't you do it this way? Is that invite your dog, you have a gourmet hot dog with some champagne, your animal go gets chipped at the same time, right? Instead mm-hmm. of having dinner with your dog, get it yeah. chipped while you're having dinner. That would be the best thing to do. So it's like, hey, you know what? I don't know how much it costs to get your dog chipped, but it can't be that much. I, maybe there's a price in here somewhere. But w- instead of doing that, say like, listen, add the price of the chipping to the meal and then just go and have a good hot dog with your family and then send Poochie over there to get chipped in the, in the room next door and it's part of your meal. So you get a free chip with a meal and then you get your business and you get to serve food and you get everything done properly just all in there one shot, right? So I don't understand why you would draw me in just I'd be here just to draw awareness. You might as well, I mean, just send me a pamphlet. But if you're interested in this, if you're in the UK and you've gone to this thing, please let us know. Was this a good thing or a bad thing? Because it's only around for February 13th and 14th. Mm. All right. Yeah. That's it. Those are the uh, five stories of the week from the industry. Uh, We've still got our five stories from members. But before we get to that, um, I want to thank Samsung for sponsoring that component, insights.samsung.com. Ding! Uh, We've got a resource here, Asif, and then we've got a special guest that Aubriana Lopez sat down with. So uh, why don't we start with the resource? Yeah, so uh, one of our members, actually, Euclid Analytics, uh, worked with uh, a group called EKN Research to publish uh, a new report uh, that looks at uh, Wi-Fi and what's going on uh, in that space in, in the uh, retail and restaurant segments. And uh, what they found is, is, is quite interesting. Over the next 12 to 24 months, they say that uh, Wi-Fi infrastructure is going to deliver uh, personalized in-store customer experiences uh, and advanced analytics. Um, and just a couple of the numbers, 53% of retailers and QSRs today have deployed in-store Wi-Fi. 33% plans to deploy it over the next 24 months. So this is definitely on the rise. Um, and they look at a number of different things. They look at, uh, in this report, customer opt-in around Wi-Fi, targeted in- in-store messaging and marketing over Wi-Fi, uh, and uh, using that for metrics, uh, analytics, and visits, repeats, et cetera. Uh, so the analytics data piece around that. Um, so some good information, some good data here. Uh, you know, this this is absolutely a hot space. It's not just about beacons. Wi-Fi is definitely on the rise as far as a technology to be used in that way for engagement and analytics. Just look at what Turnstile is doing, you know, here in Toronto with some of their customers uh, as well. So um, take a look at that uh, new research from Euclid Analytics uh, powered by EKN Research. Very cool. I like what Euclid's doing. I've always liked what those guys are doing. Yeah. Um, so speaking of people that I like, Abriana Lopez, she's going to be, uh, in, uh, at Mobile World Congress, isn't she? So mm-hmm. she's, she's, she's on her way there, but I love the fact that, uh, she did this. She sat down with a Moxie agency to, to do a, uh, do an interview and, uh, should we just roll this? Is there anything you want to let any other preamble? No, Abriana speaks for herself. Oh, yes. Yes. Yes, she does. So here is Abriana Lopez. She runs the LBMA in Atlanta. Hey guys, it's Abriana Lopez here, president of the Atlanta chapter of the LBMA. I am checking in with Scott Smith. We're here at Moxie, and Scott is the director of digital solutions here and doing some really cool stuff. Um, So we just wanted to swing by and see what they're up to. 
Uh, so I'll let Scott give an introduction to Moxie and your role here and some of the exciting things you're working on right Absolutely. now. In the digital solutions group, we really work very closely with a lot of our clients in, in understanding the data that they have at their disposal and the platforms that they have in the background integrated in to be able to utilize the data to provide a great experience for their customers, and no matter what channel it might be. Um, my specialization is on the mobile side, so um, we do have uh, our mobile practice that I lead from a technical perspective. We do a lot of mobile work um, from uh, from mobile advertising to you know, the social work that we do as well, but also you know how are we using location-based types of technologies to help track some of the maybe not track but you know understand where our where our, our clients' customers are going and how they're actually utilizing the technology for uh, any types of shopping paths. So within that solutions group, we're really able to use that technology. Scott's heading over to Barcelona for Mobile World Congress, and so how is that, you know, the big data and, and the search for the next big thing, um, you know, what are, what are some of your initiatives as you take that in mind and, and head out there? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, data is a huge thing, and that's something we have been working on for several years now, and being able to understand what else is out there and what other types of partnerships that are, that are available to us. Um, worldwide would be a, would be amazing. So, you know, three things that I really want to get out of that trip is really learning you know, what types of partnerships are available to us uh, here at Moxie, but also for kind of a publicist in general and other uh, and other agencies uh, that we're partnered with, um, learning what other clients are doing out there. In the, in the world, um, not only in the United States, but also worldwide, and try to bring back some of those learnings. And then I, I'm very interested in some of the keynotes and just the presentations and being able to bring back some of the extreme knowledge that some of these people are really putting together and bring that back to our own internal agency and be able to present that to the entire group and uh, hopefully help drive our customers into this you know, truly mobile first or even mobile only age. Yep, you forgot the fourth thing that you're excited about is uh, the Digital Element LBMA oh, yes. cocktail party. I mean, yeah, come on. Yeah. Don't forget the cocktail party. <laughs> and then the last thing I want to talk to you about is our very first event here in Atlanta. March 17th is going to be here at Moxie. Whoop. Yep, we're very excited. If you haven't noticed, we are in the Future Experiences Lab, which is all kinds of cool stuff that's going on. Um, you know, we've got the Oculus, we've got um, the 3D printing going on, so you know, you can definitely come in and check it out if you're here in Atlanta for that event, but we're going to be talking more about frictionless commerce and the role that location and data plays in that, so. Absolutely. Um, right, those are two of the main uh, topics for us over the next uh, six months is, you know, how do we really help drive our customers or our clients towards a frictionless commerce world? Um, through application or through mobile web and you know, how does location really help do that? Um, being able to understand if the customer that it has their mobile device in their hand is at home, on the go, or in store. How can we change that experience based on their context to really make it relevant and make it easy to do that shopping that they need to do? So being able to just cater and tailor that experience based on the location will really help get that frictionless commerce the boost that it needs. Is it better from above? Sure. <laughs> How do we look? <laughs> we're good, we're good. How do we look? I'm here with Scott at Moxie in the Future Experiences Lab. You can kind of take a twirl around, but um, you'll be able to really check it out. With, with me in it? Yes, with you in it. I'll come with you. All right. Hey! Yeah, LBMA. so we got virtual reality, yes. augmented reality, maybe some 3D printing. 
It's gonna be able be to awesome. check all of this out. And March 17th, here in Atlanta, Moxie. Come see this guy. Be Andy. there, be square. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to the event. I know it's gonna be an awesome time and uh, I'm excited to learn more. If you guys wanna learn more, be here. Uh, there's more information at thelbma.com on our events and um, check out Moxie, they're a great company. See you guys later. Bye. See you. Thanks, Abriana. We really appreciate that. Uh, and you'll, you'll get more of those types of reports from Abriana and other LBMA chapter leaders in the uh, weeks and months to come. That's so awesome. That's awesome. I love what you're doing with the LBMA. I love the fact that you're, you're launching this other thing that we'll talk about at some point, which will be a little bit more insight into the LBMA and some thought leaders, leadership from the LBMA. Mm -hmm. Something we won't talk about right now. Maybe next week? Maybe. Maybe next week. Maybe a couple of weeks from now. Yeah. Ah, and there's some research that we won't talk about that's coming out from the LBMA at some point yes. soon. Yes. Oh boy. Oh boy. You got to stick around here. There's lots of news going on. Ah. All right. Uh, the last piece of business is our member news. AK, I'm going to start timing you. Ready? All right. Here Three, we go. Two, one. Go. Rapid hit. So over to China. Uh, and you might know uh, the Chinese New Year is right upon us. And along with that comes uh, the distribution or handing out uh, of what is known as Hongbao, uh, which is the little red envelopes of money that is exchanged. Uh, gifts uh, between uh, friends and family uh, for to celebrate the Chinese New Year. Uh, this year, there's a big push in China uh, to take that from a physical uh, delivery of that envelope to something digital, uh, and digital money transfer, if you will, in that way. Um, and, and some of the biggest players, including uh, our members, um, uh, have jumped on board with this. Alibaba, Baidu, Tencent, and the Chinese Communist Party itself. The government, yes, is on board with this digital gifting uh, in fact, they've even put money up. The Chinese government has put $50,000 of its own money up uh, that people can uh, join into a contest. And if you get selected, you uh, can use that money uh, uh, to, to be distributed digitally, uh, you know, for, um, you know, as Hong Bao. So this is pretty cool. Uh, so they're, they're, you know, they're stepping up and they're, they're driving this thing digitally. They're supporting these new mobile payments platforms, if you will. Uh, there is a bit of a catch with the 50000 that's being given out by the Chinese government, and that is that uh, in order to get it, you have to enter a passcode to apply to this contest. And the passcode is uh, some well-known uh, phrases or sayings from President uh, Xi Jinping. Um, so, uh, so you basically got to, you know, uh, you know, you know, kind of reshare or magnify the uh, communist propaganda that uh, he's been putting out there. But anyways, you know, you get a chance to get free money. Uh, <laughs> you know, for this. So, uh, and this is not new. Uh, this was uh, done, uh, not, it's new to this extent with all these uh, partners on board. Uh, but uh, last year, uh, we saw some good numbers with this. WeChat uh, processed $1 billion uh, in Hongbao last year uh, on their platform as well. So this is a big, big business. And a lot going on uh, in China. So that's number one. Number two, uh, Verifone uh, and Park Hub uh, teamed up at the Super Bowl. And we didn't talk about this story last week, so I thought I'd bring it up here. Uh, because they their job was, uh, if you were going to the Super Bowl, was to make sure that the cars were getting parked as efficiently as possible. Um, so on uh, February 7th, uh, Super Bowl Sunday... They uh, basically, Park Hub and Verifone teamed up to uh, park, listen to this, a record pace. They parked a car every two seconds. 
every two seconds, okay, a car was parked. That's how efficient this was, all through secure, mobile, cashless payments uh, powered by Verifone's technology uh, and Park Hub's, uh, you know, smart parking wow. uh, piece. So there you go. Uh, pretty cool stuff there. Uh, you can see real efficiencies, in, in, especially in a crazy place like the Super Bowl, trying to get your car parked and, and finding spaces and, and, and getting payments processed every two seconds. That's crazy. So there you go. Uh, number three, Verve uh, Mobile, another one of our cool members. Uh, they've launched a new white-label self-service platform. This is uh, local marketing solutions delivered um, through a, a self-service uh, ad sort of mobile ad campaign management platform uh, for you know doing uh, location targeted ads, contextual ads, uh, creative analytics, everything all in one platform. It's all self-service and it's targeting the SMB community, um, which as we know is is one of the biggest drivers of the economy. Um, so bringing kind of the, their technology that they've always had down. Uh, in a self-service environment for the SMB market. I like it. makes a lot of sense. Uh, well done, Verve. Okay, number four, uh, Tommy Hilfiger. You might know there's this thing that goes on every year in New York City called New York Fashion Week. And these guys have teamed up with um, a, a, a company called GPS Radar to create a world's first on Apple Watch. Uh, it's an integration that allows you to skip the lines uh, at uh, at Fashion Week, which are off are huge. Like like these line these lineups are crazy. Uh, so you get uh, basically if you have an Apple Watch uh, and you and you get the the, the Tommy Hilfiger GPS radar enabled app for it, you can uh, you get express entrance. Uh, you, you can skip the long wait lines. Um, you uh, basically you know it's all about you know having kind of the fashion of Apple Watch. You know, tied to the function of you know the technology powered by by this experience, and it's really really cool um, to see. And I think we're going to see this at other events in the future. Um, you know, um, th this kind of mashup of using Apple Watch in that way, and it, it's just one of the things that we're starting to see that you know Apple, uh, you know, and Apple Watch in general is is kind of moving to you know what are, what are the, what are some of the new use cases? What are some of the functions, the the value that we can drive through this device? Um, you know, that helps make experiences uh, better for the average consumer. So uh, I like this a lot. So there you go. GPS Radar, uh, working with Tommy Hilfiger to power a uh, customer service experience, let's call that, uh, at New York Fashion Week. All right. And our final story, Sears and Kmart. Yes, uh, Kmart and Sears are on you know, same same management uh, company. Um and uh, they have updated their mobile apps together. So there's two new capabilities in here. One I really like. The other one is kind of wah wah. Uh, but uh, yes, they have uh, new alerts, a uh, notification piece that's built into their apps around specials that are available only to people on the mobile app now. So in the case of Kmart, the blue light special uh, notifications are pushed through that. But the piece that I really like is both of these apps now have an online inventory um, piece uh, as well as a scanning capability, uh, a mobile scanning capability for in-store items. Um, and I think this is really interesting because, you know, it's this idea of, you know, being able to pick up an item, scan it, check price, check inventory, you know, all that kind of stuff in-store. Again, it's it, it's not unlike what I just talked about with, that, with the Apple Watch and Fashion Week. It's customer service. It's customer experience. It's not just about coupons and deals and discounts. It's how do we enhance the experience? How do we use mobile in a way that you know makes people feel like they're actually getting some value from this brand, from this retailer, and not just it's another place to buy that shirt. Um, 
so I like this kind of stuff. So, you know, uh, well done, Sears and Kmart. Wow. A record time. Yeah. I, I, I would wonder, is that like inventory and scanning, isn't that just table stakes? Like, isn't that just the stuff that needs to be in the app today? You think so, but I would say the vast majority of retailers don't have real-time inventory data. I wonder, I wonder uh, what so, they're so afraid of. Uh, or I wonder what's, you know, stopping them from doing it. Um, because when I look at that, I think those are the those are the building blocks for the next generation of retail experience, right? You have to have those in order to be able to do the next. Well, piece. here's how I look at it, right? If I think about the the failed Target Canada experience. Yes. We hear that one of the key things that, you know, uh, was one of the reasons that the customers, you know, um, you know, had a tough time was they couldn't keep product in stock on the shelves. Right. They couldn't get their inventory levels uh, fixed. And I guess if you think about it from from the mobile experience perspective, if I had a Target app here in Canada and I was looking for a particular item and I could see through the app whether the product was available in the store or not, it was on the shelf, it would have, you know, it would have given me a better experience. Like I, like I would have not wasted my trip to the store if the thing wasn't actually there. I would have went online and ordered it, um, you know, or what have you. So, so I think there's a huge utility there. The flip side of it is, is I guess that, you know, if you don't have the ability to deliver the stuff online and you, you're only physical store and you don't have the thing in stock, well, then you never go, the person doesn't go to the store. Uh, which you know means that you, you're not going to deceive them. them to buy other stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah, you know, I I just wonder because I you know I think that this is just baseline stuff that needs to be in there. Just you know, there's some stuff that needs to be in every retail app, and then you build the experience on top of that. Uh, but I, I I often I wonder again, you know, this can't replace the human piece, that human experience inside of retail, because as we as remember the days where it was all automated, you know, uh, phone systems. And everybody said, oh, this is going to create so many great efficiencies where we just get rid of people on the other end of the line. And mm -hmm. you just talk to the phone and the frustrations that we had there. And now everybody's talking about, like, we see, you know, commercials in Canada anyway saying, hey, you know, um, this is a real human on the other end of the line. And they're, they're pretty funny commercials. Um, because we're, we're moving back to that where because we understand that customer service is so important. Like, I went into a McDonald's yesterday for a cup of coffee and uh, I, I walked up and this kind of creepy lady in her McDonald's get up not like Ronald McDonald but in her like you know hat she must have been like middle-aged and she's like hi how is your day going today and it was very like forced and disingenuous and creepy and I kind of like fine let me just go into my coffee and is this I gotta get out of here yeah uh, before anybody takes a photo of me in a McDonald's and uh, she said well what are you here for and I said I I'm here for a coffee and she said Okay, well, why don't you use the automated teller over here? So there's nobody in line, right. Right. and there's four people waiting for take motor, but she took me over to these big screens, and, yeah. and you see them in Toronto, you see them around the world now, uh, and she, she said, okay, this is how you order a coffee, and it's like this button, and 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 do you want cream and sugar, blah, 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 boom, here's the total, here's the thing, here's the thing, 14 steps later, swipe your card, and look, you don't have to talk to anybody is what she said. I'm like, yeah, but, but, but I've been in here nine minutes, instead of three, and uh, now I have to wait for my order to be done, and I'm talking to the guy at the cash who's telling me all about the system, well, nobody's making me my goddamn coffee, yeah. right? So lost in all of this is the fact that regardless of what you do, you still need customer service. So don't go too far to the other side and mm -hmm. rely on that in order to be able to run your business, or guess what happens? Target. Guess what happens to all these other retail shops? They just disappear because all you are is a vessel for a product, and if the product's yeah. not there, it doesn't matter. That's how's that a sermon? That's my sermon. 
There you go. And I was at a McDonald's, and I had I, I like the idea, but a bad experience. So, anyway. Yeah, and uh, you know it's interesting, like that. Uh, I, I didn't intend to bring up uh, Target uh, on this uh, on this discussion today, but uh, I'm trying to remember that I was reading this morning. You know, we were we were talking earlier about the Grammys and, yep. and and Intel, and and I was reading somewhere else that Target is. Uh, they are filming a live commercial, uh, like like they're actually filming a, a Target TV commercial at the Grammys. Wow! So they're so these brands are like getting you know big behind the Grammys this year. Uh, they're it's with uh, Gwen Stefani. I love it, but the idea of a commercial is a ridiculous thing. So why not just fire up Facebook Live or, or you know or do an Instagram video or, or or even you know do a Periscope right and, yeah. and make that part of it yeah. where, where it's like the idea of filming a commercial is kind of crazy to me at this moment right but no why not live broadcast something that, yeah that, you know it's just the intentions are always there but they just they're like hey what the execution we? it is it's like yeah. old school execution like we're gonna be cool we're gonna film it live at the grammys and it's gonna be like nah, yeah. no 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 you don't build a commercial anyway yeah that, that's that's it and you don't yeah. what i think is um is is uh is their challenge is that they just they're just thinking like they always have thought is that what we're going to do is we're going to bring 37 cameras, three rows and banks of lights. We're going to hire a high paid, uh, uh, you know, entertainer to, uh, to be our spokesperson and we're going to film this and we're going to do it in 37 takes and it's disingenuous and it does the product wrong because you're trying to do something cool. Then leverage the tools that are cool today that where the people are mm. right. And television, unfortunately, is not it, folks. When you talk about the billions of people that have been announced over the last, like, a billion people on Gmail, a billion people on WhatsApp, a billion people here, a billion people on Snapchat, a billion people on this. Like, freak, 1.5 billion people in mobile on Facebook. Okay. Like, what does it matter that 20,000 people watch your commercial in Albuquerque, right, when you've got that much reach? That's all. Right. Man. i got to stop this. See, if this was a short <laughs> episode, and so we said... <laughs> All right, All right. Do, we have, do we have anything else to say here? Or is that, I think I'm good. That is it. Uh, so you're heading out. Uh, at, by the time you were watching this, picture a sea for the sunburn. Because that's how I do it. That gets Maybe. me through my day. Maybe. A sunburn, but enjoying his time uh, on a cruise ship. By the end of the week, I'll have some sort of sunburn. You'll have a sunburn, will you? Yeah. Yeah, that's great. So there'll be even a more disparity between our colors as we as you go through it. That's great, Asif. You you're just going to rub it in, right? Yep. Man. Man. So also why I, I don't dance with a seat because he, he makes me look ridiculous too when I dance. When I try to dance. I do the toe tap. It's all right. Yeah. All right, folks. Well, if you want to see a seat dance, you got to come to uh, Retail Loco. RetailLo.co. Ah, that'll be fun. Uh, and that is it for episode number 272. We will be back, um, I suppose, sometime uh, for episode number 273. We won't try to do this while he's on a ship. We will wait until he's back. And uh, he can regale us with his uh, his great, great, great vacation. Um, we'll probably do it from California, won't we? We're going to have to. Uh, yeah, probably. And, you know, well, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. All right. Well, Asif, have a very safe and wonderful vacation. Enjoy the time with your family. Enjoy the time in the sun. Don't even think about us here in the cold, if you are in the cold. Um, he, he won't. He will not think about us one moment. Um, and uh, just enjoy your week. All right, thanks. All right, see you later, everybody. See you for 273.